Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Side effects. This is clearly a deadly recipe. The good news is Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government and big pharma manipulation of our health care system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about health care. Thanks, Alex. To purchase Longevity products, go to the KCAA website at kcaaradio.com and click on the Longevity banner on the upper right side of the KCAA homepage. Welcome to today's edition of Culture Shocks. This is Barry Lynn. Uh, as of now, the death toll from the fire at the Kiss nightclub in the college town of Santa Maria, Brazil, is, I believe, at 238. And there are still close to 100 people in Brazil still in the hospital from that fire that took place right at the end of January. The police in Brazil have said that this fire was probably caused when flares used by a band hit soundproofing foam on the ceiling and that ignited. There was no real fire equipment to speak of in that club. The club owners in this case in Brazil uh, are still, I believe, in custody as we speak. Sadly, there are a lot of similarities between what happened in Brazil in late January and what happened in February of 2003 in West Warwick, Rhode Island, at a show featuring the metal band Great White at a club called The Station. There, there were 100 deaths, 200 people with additional serious injuries, and we're going to talk to one of the victims of that fire toward the end of the program. But my guest right now is John Barilic. John Barilic is the author of a book called Killer Show. He also represented many of the victims of the Rhode Island fire, and it's chronicled as well as the story of the fire itself in Killer Show. John Barilic, thanks for being with us. Hi, Barry. It's my pleasure. Listen, this fire at the station nightclub began and was over in 10 minutes, right? That's right. It uh, bore striking parallels to the tragedy in Brazil that you've described. When something like this happens, one of the early questions, and I guess uh, particularly from a legal standpoint, one of the late questions 
it turns out to be the same. Could anybody have known that this might happen? Or was this a confluence of events that was completely unpredictable? We're going to get the long answer in a few minutes, but what's the short answer? The short answer is it was easily predicted and readily avoided. Easily predicted and readily avoided. Now, it's not just one thing or one culprit. John Barry, who blurbed your book, as we say in this business, uh, he's been on this show a number of times. He's written great books about influenza. He just wrote a book about Roger Williams. Here's what he said about the book. This is an engrossing study, not just of a horrific tragedy, but of evil, not a single great foulness but the kind of corruption that comes from small sins and how these small sins add up to something much bigger. So let's look at some of these sins. First of all, what kind of person in his or her right mind operating a club, uh, having to do with anything in a club that seats only 400 people, think that fireworks are a good idea. This is not the Super Bowl. And even at the Super Bowl, I think people who watched that recently with the Beyonce halftime show wonder, well, what are all those flares and what if one went out to the side instead of up in the air? But who thinks of doing this in a 400-seat club? I think someone who clearly values profits over safety. That's what we had here. We had people who wanted to sell spectacle, and that was a way to do it on the cheap with tragic results. Did the band insist that this was going to be used? And I have to say, I'm not much of a 1980s heavy metal fan, but is it possible that these pyrotechnics, these gerbs, I think they were called, uh, in some ways, is this, was this a substitute for talent? That would be my subjective analysis, yeah. having, having listened to some of Great White's music. But again, I too am not a fan of heavy metal bands. Who lit the flares? Uh, there was some dispute about that, and we'll get into some more of the details of what he said and he said. But who did, in fact, lit, light the flares that started this whole conflagration? The fellow who set up the pyrotechnics and ignited them was a fellow named Dan Beakley, who was the road manager for Great White. So the band brought the fireworks in, they set them up, and they set them off. The only issue really was whether they had the explicit permission of the club owners to use pyrotechnics. And while the band said they had permission and the club owners denied it, what we do know to a certainty is that the club owners long tolerated and even encouraged use of pyrotechnics by other bands at that club. So I think it's highly likely that permission was, if not explicit, sure. at least tacit. Exactly. And it's conceivable, I suppose, that some of the regular regulars at this club, I mean, it hosted a lot of events and a lot of overcrowded events, as this one was, uh, might know that. I mean, that they would know that if somebody just said, hey, can we use pyrotechnics here? Some of the people in the club, who no legal authority, but probably said, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Not only that, Dan Beakley, the road manager for Great White, had shot pyro in that club for another band for on another, another occasion. Band. So he had no reason to question that it would be permitted. Let's get a couple other facts down. Who owned the club? The club was owned, owned by two brothers, Jeffrey and Michael Derdarian. Uh, Jeffrey Derdarian, interestingly, had a day job as a reporter for a TV station. He had yeah. been in the Boston market for a while and had just returned to Rhode Island three days before the fire. And this is the same uh, television station that decided to do a piece on the topic of nightclub safety. That's right. Jeff 
noticed that three days before this event, there had been a fatal trampling at a club in Chicago, and he thought it would be good to do a piece on nightclub safety. And what better place to get generic nightclub footage than his own club? Yeah. Uh, conflict of interest uh, as an ethical matter, forget legal matter, but it should have been painfully obvious, I would assume, to that station that you do not send somebody who's a part owner to a club uh, to, uh, in part, reassure people that it can't happen here. Yeah, I don't think it was really done with the knowledge of the employer. I think it was Jeff getting some what we call B-roll footage okay. uh, from a cameraman at the studio who just had him there at the club. Okay, so we got the person who sets off the uh, pyrotechnics, the club owner who is there in another capacity, but who also he and his brother own the club. How about officials of government uh, had this club been cited for anything else and uh, briefly at least in the course of investigation should they have been cited for other things the club had been cited for minor fire violations in the past but its most egregious violations the overcrowding and specifically use of highly flammable polyurethane foam coatings on the walls was never cited over a period of three years of annual inspections. So and the foam looked of a type that would have been recognized by a fire inspector, for example, as a dangerous product to be close to a fire, maybe even a smoldering cigarette butt. Absolutely. And if there were any question in the fire marshal's mind, the fire code in Rhode Island prescribes a very simple test on a sample that can have a substance either approved or not approved. That was never done here. That was never done, even though uh, this was certainly not the first rock concert fire. It was not the first circus fire where flammable materials that people uh, assumed would uh, not be flammable because something was on it. Of course, in the great Connecticut uh, uh, fire, circus fire, uh, there was paraffin there, and some people thought, well, that would save the big tent. And, of course, it turned out to be something that made it much, much worse. Yeah, as Stuart Onan explained in his excellent yeah. book, Circus Fire, uh, that Hartford Circus used a combination of paraffin and a thinner, they speculate, gasoline to waterproof the canvas. And that was a terrible combination. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, I, I remember one night uh, when I was much younger uh, in a club north of Boston seeing the great blues singer Big Mama Thornton. When I saw Big Mama Thornton, of course, smoking was still permitted everywhere, even in Massachusetts. It was a smoky, packed club, way over-packed. I happened to notice about halfway through the show that the back door literally was nailed shut. It was one of two exits, the other one being the same place that people entered the building. And that was a very frightening piece of awareness. And I just wonder, when we come back, we're going to talk to John Baralek about whether anybody, to his knowledge, at this so-called killer show, a reference to a comment made by one of the band members, whether anybody said, you know, I noticed that things just didn't feel right, but I stayed anyway. We'll be back for more right here on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. Now back to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. 
Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic any time. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. In this unpredictable world, disaster can strike anyone. That's why an essential part of any emergency survival plan must be stove in a can. When power goes out and gas lines are down, the portable, safe, easy-to-use stove in a can cooks food up to four hours and boils water in as little as five minutes. Stove in a can comes with everything you need. The stove, fuel, even waterproof matches, all in a compact, durable, heavy-duty container. Plus, the all-natural, non-explosive, 100% waterproof fuel source can be stored indefinitely. Say goodbye to the hassle and danger of propane, lighter fluid, or gas. Stock up now and protect your family with Stove in a Can, starting out at $29.99. Special bundle offers now available with a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Order yours today at StoveInACan.com. That's StoveInACan.com. George Washington said, Government is not reason, it is not eloquence, it is force, like fire. It is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. America's government is no longer the servant of the people and the protector of our liberty, but has become that fearful master. We the people must understand the nature of this government gone awry if we are to be successful in saving our country. America is being deliberately destroyed by a cabal of international gangsters so that she can be forced into subjugation to a one-world government. The God-given, unalienable rights of the Declaration of Independence are in jeopardy. We must not let them be stolen by ambitious and evil men. Utopia Silver Supplements believes it is our God-given right to make our own health care decisions however we deem best. If we can help you with your supplement needs and better health, then help us win this health freedom battle. Visit us today at utopiasilver.com. That's U-T-O-P-I-A silver.com. Or call 888-213-4338. Again, 888-213-4338.
are back on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. We're talking to John Barilick, the author of Killer Show, about the great white uh, concert that led to a fire in Rhode Island uh, in, in February, celebrating the tragedy 10 years ago. And this is remarkably similar, of course, to the conditions in Brazil in the fire in late January. Okay, Big Mama Thornton, I paid a lot of money. I didn't have much money. I paid a lot. My wife was there. We were going to listen to Big Mama Thornton. We both saw that the door was nailed shut. We both knew how smoky it was. We didn't leave. I bet that that's not an uncommon reaction. But to your knowledge, did anybody at that great white show go in, just get a bad vibe, start to get worried when people start lighting fires and leave? Actually, one gentleman uh, was in exactly that situation. He had been to the club before. He had seen pyrotechnics used and felt sufficiently uneasy that he exited immediately. The night of the Great White concert, he tried to do the same, but he was actually, according to him, turned away from the nearest exit by a bouncer who told him that door was for the band only. So that, but there were four theoretical exits in, in the station, in the club. That's correct. Four, but the bouncers that won, and, and there is this tendency that you talk about in the book of people to only think they can get out the same way they came in which leads to crushing at the door and people being trampled in addition to the fire. Exactly. Uh, there's a video of the first seconds of the fire. I mean, you almost see, see it start. Right away, did anybody try to put out the fire? Did anybody just think, wow, if I take off my shirt and throw it on this flame, uh, maybe it'll go out? Is there any evidence of that? We know that Dan Beakley immediately went off stage looking for a fire extinguisher did not find one, and we know that Jack Russell, the lead singer for Great White, ineffectually tried to throw some water from a water bottle on it. You have to understand, once flame engulfs this polyurethane foam, it takes off with a ferocity that would defeat even a modest fire extinguisher and certainly bottles of water. Absolutely. When, when one of the band members, was it Jack Russell or somebody else who said, wow, this ain't good? That was Jack Russell. That's Jack Russell. So he's thinking that something is amiss. Uh, would one be expected to say anything other than that in, in the early seconds or first minute of a conflagration like that? I mean, Mick Jagger at Altamont didn't know what was going on for quite some time after the, the beating and maybe the, even the stabbing had occurred. The band members didn't appreciate the presence of fire for a critical perhaps 20 seconds. No. But it would have helped greatly, of course, if the entertainment had stopped immediately and a sure. clear announcement had been made sure. as to where the available exits were. But once again, not only did the lead act have no training in that, but the staff apparently had no training in that. When you get involved in the legal side of this, I mean, obviously you had a lot of connections to Rhode Island and you see the story. How do you get initially involved as a representative of some of the victims or the families in the fire? Our firm concentrates in complex plaintiffs' matters, such as medical malpractice and product liability, and mass torts such as this. I personally happened to be in an airport watching the news crawl on the bottom of the screen yeah. the morning of the fire and saw that it was evolving, called my wife. She kept me up to date as the body count rose. And by the next day, literally, the phone mm -hmm. was ringing at the firm 
from families of victims just to try to uh, engage us and get us sure. involved early. Sure. Um, in a case like this, once you sign on as a part of the team of people dealing with the civil litigation, the lawsuits that come out. The criminal investigation has already started. Uh, I assume you want it to start because, among other things, you might get evidence in the course of the criminal trial that's going to be useful in, in the civil trial. What, it, As this is investigated by criminal authorities, what do you learn about the foam? Was it, for example, ever advertised as being fire-resistant? The quick answer is no. No. The, and not only was there one type of foam, but we found out a couple years after the fire that there were actually two types of foam involved. One type was the egg crate polyurethane foam that everyone saw on the video on the surface. But years before the fire, a prior owner of the club had affixed a different kind of much thicker mm. solid foam within the drummer's alcove. We came to learn that that contributed mightily to the intensity and the speed of the fire. The, so you're looking at the foam, you're looking at uh, other things, and, and among other things, you're wondering why does this place not have a sprinkler system? I think the book, uh, in the book it estimates that the cost of this would have been under $40,000. I mean, I just was responsible for putting on a bunch of little concerts in people's houses and in small clubs about a year ago. And, I mean, the first thing the insurance people tell you, think of the worst thing that can happen and make sure you're prepared financially to cover it. Not the case at the station? Absolutely not the case. Their course of dealing was to run the club on the cheap. And as you pointed out, the sprinklering the club would have cost less than 40000 The sound system for the club cost about $65,000. So you can see where the priorities were. Of course. Were. Of course. Now, when we get into the investigation, the tour manager uh, does, in fact, plead guilty. What exactly did he plead guilty to? The tour manager and the two owners of the club pled, respectively, guilty and no contest mm -hmm. to each to 100 counts of involuntary manslaughter. That's a felony, yep. and it means that you didn't intend harm, but because of your stunning carelessness, people died. After the five years after the fire, the manager, uh, Dan Beakley, Dan Beakley, right, or is he? Yes. Yes. Beakley uh, is paroled with a lot of support from at least some of the victim's own families. They say, well, you know, he, at least he sounded sorry. Did anybody else sound sorry? There was a real contrast between Mr. Beakley's demeanor and that of the Dudarians, at least as perceived by the victims. They felt that Mr. Beakley was contrite and cooperated from the very outset with authorities, and not necessarily so for the Dudarians. What about the band members, the ones that were left? Well, as you know, we lost one member of the band in yep. the fire. One yep. guitarist did not make it out, Ty Longley. Yep. As far as responsibility on the part of perhaps the most important member of the band, Jack Russell. He was never charged criminally mm -hmm. and, to my knowledge, has not paid a price for this. Not paid a price. Now, they did have $100,000 worth of insurance covering this kind of liability. $100,000? Actually, the, the band had a million dollars. A million. They had a million. But 
when you have 100 deaths and several yeah. hundred injured, that doesn't go very far. No, it doesn't. When, by the way, before we take a break, when you plead no contest, it's not an admission of guilt. It's not like something we discussed with a criminal lawyer recently, an Alfred plea, uh, where you kind of say, I'm guilty, but I really didn't do it. Did the owners really have to say, we did it? We were responsible? No, they didn't have to. They no. simply had to not contest the criminal charges and agree to okay. a, a plea and a sentence. All right. When we come back, we'll look at the civil side with one of the people most responsible, John Barilick, author of Killer Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. Our nation's founders believed that all Americans have the right to worship according to their own beliefs or not to worship at all. So strong was their commitment to religious freedom that they enshrined it in the first sentence of the Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We call this constitutional guarantee the first freedom. Religion is deeply personal and Americans must be free to practice without coercion. There must be a separation of church and state. We are on the verge of losing this fundamental freedom. You may wonder, what can I do? The answer is simple. Do what our founders did. Sign your name to a very important document, the First Freedom First Petition. Go to www.firstfreedomfirst.org and sign it today. By standing together, we can send a powerful message to our elected officials. In an emergency situation, would you drink contaminated water? You could if you had the amazing Life Straw from MyPatriotSupply.com. Life Straw is the most advanced personal water filter available today. It filters contaminated water from almost any source. Life Straw is lightweight and compact, perfect for hiking, camping, or in an emergency like a flood. Life Straw is easy to clean, comes with a one-year warranty, and has been used worldwide since 2005. Get the amazing Life Straw personal water filter at MyPatriotSupply.com. Plus, check out Survival Seed Vault, 20 seed varieties for only $37.95, Tatler canning lids, long-term storable foods as low as $69.95, and much more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Enjoy stress-free shipping on all orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927 or visit MyPatriotSupply.com. That's 866-229-0927, MyPatriotSupply.com. For emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Radio advertising on GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is simple, affordable, and reaches millions. How do we do it? Let's break it down. First, the simple part. You tell us about your business. <laughs> then our expert radio copywriters write your copy. We hire professional voice talent. Hello there. I'm a professional announcer. And then produce your ad with just the right music and feel. <laughs> Voila. Simple. How affordable? 60-second ads on GCN are the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And that brings us to reach. Millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 700 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. That's it. A one-stop shop, creative radio ads, very affordable rates, millions of potential customers, and customer service that can't be beat. See our current list of satisfied advertisers at GCNlive.com. Then shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. 
Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. All right, we're talking about the station nightclub fire. John Berlick was uh, not only author of the really involving and gripping book called Killer Show that talks about it, but also was one of the litigators in the civil matters. Um, how much was offered? I mean, when you go into complex litigation like this, uh, you're going to find parties who offer to settle. And maybe they try to settle with some people in the hopes that this will carry over and everybody will say, oh, man, we better settle. We don't know what's going to happen at trial. But what kind of money was on the table early in your representation of the plaintiffs here? Actually, very little money very was little. on the table early. We had to convince the defendants that, first of all, we could make claims against them that would withstand legal muster mm-hmm. and survive motions to dismiss, which by and large we did, and then show them usually in a mediation setting what our proof would consist of to develop a theory of liability against persons who may not have been so obviously culpable as the band or the club owners, but could better respond to a judgment. In other words, these are people with corporate deep pockets because that's unfortunately that's where the money is if you have a band that is let's put it nicely a second tier maybe a third tier band they have no real liability insurance you have to find someone if you're going to have if you think that justice means you have to compensate that's for exactly the right barry that's yeah. the position we were in we yeah. were faced initially with a conundrum that the most clearly culpable people the band and the club owners had very few assets. Yep. So tell me about some of these other parties that when you go into a mediation, you suggest, oh, by the way, here is X and Y, and we think they're responsible in part, in, in enough part that we could and should get money from them. That's the way it goes. Yeah. The mediations are one party and one party. There are not multiple defendants there. Mm-hmm. We set forth our proof against a particular defendant or defendant group, and they respond, of course, sure. as to what their defense is. And then a mediator helps explain to each side what their peril is. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly they, the defendants thought that they had viable defendant defenses. 
but given the scope of the tragedy here, in the final analysis, most of the major defendants made substantial contributions to a fund that eventually totaled $176 million. $176 million. When you enter this kind of litigation, uh, you are, I assume, looking for settlements. You are not assuming you will go to trial with many, if any, of the defendants. Ideally, particularly from the plaintiff's yep. standpoint, a settlement can be struck. However, we have to work it up and prepare it as if we're going to have to try the case. Exactly, exactly. And uh, this, But you don't have to worry about the one possibility, and that is that a, a jury will be confused. Uh, it's so complicated. Uh, who's responsible? But these are not – some people – you know, they hear the phrase class action, or they get something in the, the mail that says you might be a member of a class that bought cable television from some company in 1975, Please, you know, if you want to opt out. That's not what these negotiations are like. No, it's not. In fact, this was never styled as a class action. Nope. These were a group of individual actions where each claim stood on its merits and each person's particular injury uh, was unique. When you look back over this fire and before the fire in Brazil, uh, there were in the interim other fires. I mean, d does anybody come to you uh, as the lawyer's firm for, for the plaintiffs in a case like this and say, look, uh, you know, what, what should we do? Uh, what could we do to prevent this from happening? Or is this just one big let's forget about it until the next flames erupt? You would like to think that people would yeah. take notice of what's happened and manage their affairs accordingly. Unfortunately, we humans have very short memories. Yes, we do. And within four years after the station fire, there were tragic nightclub fires coincidentally sparked by pyrotechnics in Russia, in Argentina, mm -hmm. in Thailand. So evidently, people weren't taking notice. But we also have the phenomenon that Primarily, concert goers are young people, yep. and young people think they're immortal. Yes, and you never think, as you didn't, no, when that's you went right. to that concert. That's right. That the worst could happen. Now, after tragedies like this, uh, there is a tendency, albeit it's also short, because even though members of Congress in the United States Senate a few blocks from here uh, perhaps are a bit older than the average concert goer, unless they get you know free tickets to Beyonce, but they normally say we're shocked by this. Something needs to be done. Any federal or state legislation pass as a result of the station fire? I know that at least Rhode Island tightened up its fire code. Rhode Island made it much harder for old buildings to be grandfathered in mm -hmm. so that they could avoid sprinklers. Uh, conversely, Rhode Island loosened its regulation of sale of pyrotechnics so the public can buy them more easily. So it's kind of two steps forward and one back. Why would anybody in their uh, right mind suggest that it should be easier to obtain uh, these uh, Fireworks. That's what they are. They're fireworks. Why, why would you, I, I don't even understand how someone could stand on the floor of the legislature in Rhode Island and say, you know, there's just not enough of these out there. Let's make it easier for people to get them. Much legislation in Rhode Island is passed at the 11th hour, literally on the last day of the session, yeah. in hours past midnight. A lot of the legislators don't read the legislation. Yeah. 
and things come up to a vote with little or no debate, and if a lobbyist for the sellers of pyrotechnics have put in a bill, there's a fair chance it'll get by. Yep. And that's what happened here. The band members over the course of years have attempted to do things, raise money, uh, put on benefit concerts. Other people put on benefit concerts for the increasingly forgotten victims of this because that's also part of the short attention span. We kind of forget who the victims were. Characterize for me what the remaining band members, including Jack Russell, have done that's of any use to try to deal with all of the victims living and dead of this calamity. For a period about a year and a half after the fire, Great White toured and conveyed some part of their proceeds from that tour to a fund for the station fire victims. The, their involvement pretty much tailed off after that, and the band now has broken up. They are yeah. in litigation against each other right. for use of the name Great White. A dubious distinction. Yeah, right. I was wondering why. Uh, but... It's, it, they're hardly a first-tier act at this point. Yeah, no, I just uh, I looked on their website, and they were promoting mightily uh, the fact that they had, uh, or at least some piece of the band, had done a uh, local morning radio show and played a song acoustically. Uh, can you not attach the proceeds? Could people think, well, look, at least they were performing and before the band broke up and started suing each other. I mean, they must have made some money. They gave a little to the victim's fund. But can't you just attach their all their wages? You, you could in other circumstances. In settling for their million-dollar insurance policy, one has to release the principles as well. Hmm. So the plaintiffs as a group released Jack Russell and all the members of the band in order to get their insurance proceeds. So, no, one could not pursue them farther now. One could not pursue and I take it that they may be a third tier, but they still have fans, uh, and they are happy to, um, well, they, the fans that I was looking at their responses to this uh, morning radio show, they, they seem to still like it. Uh, are there people who go to these concerts of, of Great White Part 1 or 2 and, and forget it? They don't even know the fire happened? I think everybody does know the fire happened. If anything, it increased, increased. visibility of this third-rate band. Good grief. So uh, people people go, presumably not, I mean, this is not like they want to see a car wreck, which is a surprising number of NASCAR people claim that they actually do want to see a wreck, which is appalling in its own right. But but it has a, there's a kind of effect that, well, it could be more exciting than, I don't know, another Metallica show. John Berlick, uh I want to thank you very much. It's, it's extraordinary work uh, of writing as well as uh, the relief that you can give under these circumstances to some of the victims and to the families and uh, it does read like a john grisham novel at parts as our pal ralph nader said we'll be back to talk to one of the victims in a minute right here on culture shocks are you tired of searching for great talk radio something more important search no more we are the gcn radio network Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages? 
messages about intelligent design. Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. Prices are for base buildings only and may not be available in some areas. This is an alert. If your business or church is building next year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. Call General Steel now for the quality and the price in a pre-engineered steel building that you just can't beat. That's right. General Steel can save you thousands of dollars with a pre-engineered steel building designed for your business or church. What does this mean? How about a 50 by 100 foot building for under $30,000? Don't pay thousands more than you should without calling General Steel first. Call 866-99-STEEL today and save as much as half the cost in time of conventional construction. Don't let rising steel prices put your project in jeopardy. Call now to lock in your price for three months. Call 866-99-STEEL. That's 866-997-8335. Don't spend thousands of dollars more than you should. Call 866-99-STEEL today. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now, thanks to Dan Pillow, you can get the tax help you need to end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pillow. I've helped thousands of people reduce or eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. With the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. We are back here on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. On February 20th, 2003, deadliest rock concert in U.S. history took place in uh, West Warwick, Rhode Island, at a place called The Station. The band that was playing and the pyrotechnics that uh, caused the fire that was started and over in 10 minutes, 
uh, is the subject we were talking uh, to the lawyer for many of the victims of the fire, John Barilick, who's out with a book called Killer Show. We are going to talk now to Linda Fisher, one of the survivors. Linda, thanks for coming on. And, and uh, you were actually volunteering to sell some of the band's memorabilia that night. Is that right? Yeah, um, it's the strange thing was I had wanted to leave and I'd go into the back bar to ask my friend for the car keys so I could leave and I got roped into staying by being offered to get paid and get a free t-shirt for working for the band. How, how much, uh, when do you realize that, that you might not get out of that club? Um, pretty quickly, because when the fire first started, I said to my friend that was standing next to me, that's not going to be good. And I told her to grab the box of CDs for the band, and, you know, we were going to go out the stage door. But just in that short conversation I just had with you, in that amount of time, we turned, and the door was completely engulfed by the stage. So there was no going that way. So we got on the floor under the table. And it was when the ceiling flashed over that I realized that we had run out of time, that someone probably wasn't coming to save us. And I tried to break the window above our heads and uh, wouldn't break. Someone had to break it from the outside and pull us out. So they pull you out. Now, there are, were there other people, were there heroes that night, people who really tried to do the things, even at the risk themselves, to help other people? Or was this just a total mass stampede and chaos and every person for themselves? Uh, there was a lot of people that helped out, pulling people out um, from different doors and windows and stuff like that. If you ever watch the video, the unedited video, yep. you see a number of individuals just reaching in, grabbing people, and just dumping them over their shoulders out into the parking lot just to get them out of the building. When you talk about the people beyond the club that night or the parking lot or the street, uh, people have a tendency after a catastrophe like this, they want to help. And if it's in Newtown, Connecticut, and kids are involved, you know, they're sending stuffed animals. How long did it take for the public to kind of forget about you and the other 198 or so people who were uh, hospitalized with injuries from this? Uh, in New England, you know, it's a bunch of small states, a bunch of tight communities. Everyone yep. knows everybody. So the the help really did last a great deal of time with the station's family fund. Mm -hmm. uh, we get donations for many, many years, and those donations helped keep a roof over our heads, gas in our cars, you know, food in our stomachs. Um, even now, they have the Station Fire Memorial Foundation, which is a fund that's raising money to build a permanent memorial on the site where the station stood. And... Donations have slowed down a bit because it's not a crucial need. You know, they're not, sure. you know, keeping people alive sure. at this point. So the donations are not what we would like them to be, but they are still coming in. When all is said and done, Linda, who do you personally blame the most for what happened that night? Um, I think there was a number of people that had a hand in it, as John's book details. Yep. Lots of people made small mistakes. Um, any one of those mistakes, if, if it had been changed, would have averted this catastrophe. It's not so much who I blame, because, you know, everyone has a little bit of fault in it. Yeah. Um, I've pretty much forgiven everyone except for the club owners and the fire marshal, right. because they've never owned up to their mistakes, whereas everybody else said, you know what, I messed up, my fault, I'm sorry. What, how, how about that? You, you uh, made an appearance on the very first uh, anniversary of the fire with, uh, I think, three of the remaining members of Great White. Uh, you don't blame the band for this, but are they completely innocent? Um, 
I think maybe they should have used a little more common sense yeah. when it came to the size of the club they were in. You know, maybe when they got there and they were setting up their equipment, they should have looked around and said, well, it's kind of a low ceiling here. But, I mean, it really wasn't their job to know that what was on the walls was flammable, no. that it was against fire code, that there was no sprinkler system. I mean, you don't expect a bunch of guys who are on a tour bus exhausted from touring sure. to be looking around for this stuff. No. You know, I was never in a fire like this. I was at a, a festival in Tokyo a couple of months ago, a Buddhist festival, and you go from a nearly empty temple area to a side street where there are literally tens of thousands of people. If you go down a couple of other streets, 500,000 people there that night. I just had, I guess you'd call it a panic attack. I thought, there's no place to go if somebody dropped a firecracker here and somebody thought it was a, a shot you'd be trampled to death like at a german rock festival about two years ago on the night of this fire did anybody to your knowledge did it ever cross their mind we better know how to get out of this place because this just is really crowded i'll bet smoking was probably still allowed at the time in rhode island clubs did anybody Ever, I mean, I used to go to concerts. I told John about one. I, you just, I never even thought about something like this happening. Um, as far as I know, I was really the only person that had that thought cross my mind, but Jeez. that's because on my father's side of the family, I have a bunch of firefighters. Yeah. And I remember being told as a very little child that if there's ever a fire, you know, don't hide in the closet, don't hide under a bed, go lay underneath the window and a door and we'll come get you. So, like, that just stuck in my head because of my family, because the girl that was with me, she said, shouldn't we go to the front door? And I said to her, I said, oh, God, no. I said, no. we'll get crushed to death. I said, we'll die if we go to that front door. How do you survive, I think, 12 or 13 surgeries? I mean, just financially. I mean, yeah, people are given to the fund, and but how did you, do you have health insurance? Did you have, how did you survive and how did you pay for all of this? Um, at the time, that was the only time in my marriage that my husband and I did not have health insurance. Hi. So we had to go on state medical, yeah. and when I got my settlement, I had to reimburse them. Do you mind telling us roughly what that settlement was? I got, well, I got $1.4 million, but yeah. in the end, after paying bills and everything else, I ended up with about 700000 About 700000 half of it. And you're still in pain. I mean, you're, I mean, there are pictures of you in the book and in other places. Uh, I mean, you don't have any pain-free days. Uh, there's always some degree of discomfort, you yeah. know, whether it be tightness or, you know, being dry and itchy or just uncomfortable period in my own skin literally she is a this happens of course fires like this involving some of the same type of foam happens in in thailand it happens in russia it just happens again in brazil do we linda not learn anything when these calamities occur do we do, do legislators just go well gee sorry about that uh, nothing we can do I think it's human nature to think that it's not going to happen to you. I mean, people do it when they drink and drive all the time. They think, yeah. oh, I've only had three. I'm not going to get into a car accident. Right. You know, no one ever, you know, they know everything's going to happen to them unless you, they have it happen in their own family or, like, in their own backyard, so to speak. You said that one of the people that you don't, you, you can't bring yourself to forgive is the fire inspector, a person who, in fact, 
overlooked all kinds of uh, violations uh, before this happened involving a number of things and, and clearly didn't look or didn't care to look much at what the foam was made of or the fact that there were two different kinds of foam. Uh, are there other government officials that you find it difficult, if not impossible, uh, to forgive for all of this, people who overlooked other things? No, because, I mean, I'm a lifelong Rhode Island resident, and we yeah. have our own little way of doing things in this <laughs> neck of the woods. <laughs> I, um, well, you have an extraordinary uh, outlook on this. I suspect that some of the people who were injured even worse than, than you were uh, still blame everybody. Are you in touch with many of those people? Um, we have a core group of us that yep. it's about 15 survivors that we get together mm. on a regular basis at least at least once a week. No um, kidding. A lot of us have forgiven most people because... You can't live yeah. your life filled with heat. You right. know, that's no exactly. way to live. Exactly. You know, you need to accept what's happened and you need to move on. And that's the only way you're ever going to be happy. Exactly. And uh, the, 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 other, the other people, the, the, not the 15 in your group, I mean, is there any loose connection? I assume that people move from everywhere to anywhere. Uh, but are there other people around who, who may be suffering in ways that they don't even want to talk about? There are a few survivors who yeah. feel that way. There's a few family members who are just, you know, stuck yeah. in February 20th, 2003. Jeez. They just can't deal with the loss of their loved one because sure. it was so sudden and so unnecessary that they wow. just find it hard to move on. Exactly, exactly. Well, Linda, you certainly have begun to move on. I thank you very much for sharing this story because the story is incredibly important. And John Berelick, I, I hope you agree, did a marvelous job of explaining just what could have been, what did happen, and what to the extent possible could be done to remedy it. That's Linda Fisher, survivor of the fire in Warwick, Rhode Island. We'll be back tomorrow for more on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. This edition of Culture Shocks has been produced by Diane Robinson. Engineered by Dwayne Davis and the Genesis Communication Network technical staff. Visit us online at cultureshocks.com. On air, online, and on demand, we are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
You've heard about or even used colloidal silver for years. But did you know there's a silver product that is much better, faster, safer, and superior? Silver that is fundamentally distinctive, different, and the only patented silver since the original colloidal silver in 1923? Introducing Silver Protocol from Neofera. Think about this. What will you do when you can't get antibiotics? Silver Protocol should be in every grab bag. The one product you got to have when it all breaks loose. Unlike colloidal silver, use Silver Protocol preventatively or whenever infection occurs. Silver Protocol can be boiled or frozen yet is still 100% effective. Has super long shelf life and will not cause argyria or turn you blue. Order Silver Protocol at 800-213-0644. That's 800-213-0644. Or go to neofera.com spelled n-e-o-f-e-r-a dot com sign up for our free educational email series at neofera.com silver protocol the ultimate immune booster you're on board kcaa's inland talk express kcaa loma linda 1050 a.m the station that leaves no listener behind like a battlefield. There's a battle for the soul of America. We can't let him tear the kingdom down. This is no game. This is war. Flesh and blood. It's between the bad and good. We can't stop until the trumpet sounds. This is war. Not a game we're playing. This is war. The only question is, which side will you be on? It's time now for a call to decision with Pastor Butch Paul. Good evening, listeners. This is Dr. Ron, pitch hitting this evening and for Pastor Butch. Welcome to Call to Decision on the 11th of February. And we, we are with you live, and thank you for coming aboard. You can also hear me on the Dr. Ron Show which is on WWCR every Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern, immediately following the Alex Jones Show, but it is on a different megahertz right now. For the winter, it's transferred over to 9.350, but it's right after the the time slot of Alex Jones, which ends at 4 p.m. Eastern, and then uh, changed to 9.350 megahertz, You'll be able to hear the Dr. Ron show. What I have to say tonight is for informational purposes only. Either the material I present or the herbal materials I will talk about have been evaluated by the FDA. Either the material I will present or the herbal products I will discuss are intended to prevent, diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. You've heard by now, probably for sure, that our influenza outbreak for this season is appearing to be worse than usual, and we've had children die, we've had elderly people die, and many people be infected across the nation with influenza, and the influenza in this season at this point is being indicated as influenza type A, which is worse than the other types. At any rate, just a couple of ideas to help prevent this. We have a material called Miracle Oil. If you put a spoon of this oil, which is a blend of essential oils, into a pan of water on the stove and heat this slowly, it will cause your home to fill with a delicious aroma of spices 
and at the same time you will be killing the disease-causing pathogens that are in the air. One university study indicated more than 99% kill of bacteria that are airborne in the air just by putting this material in water on the stove and heating it. So that is a good idea to think about. Also, you can boost your immune system against all kinds of infective pathogens by something we'll be talking about a little bit later in the show. If you have any questions about anything you hear tonight, feel free to call us at phone number 406-822-7776. That's 406-822-7776. If you've called before and missed us, please forgive us. We have more calls than we can handle, unfortunately. And if you leave a message, we probably won't be able to call you back. So please, just call us again. Please be patient and forgiving, and just keep calling till you get through to us. If you call and request, we'd be happy to send you about 30 pages of information, no charge, and all you have to do is request it. Again, the phone number is 406-822-7776. We also have, once again, the flashlights that are solar flashlights. They stay charged on our inside window sills of the south-facing window. Just by putting them there during the daytime, they're charged up. And although they have backup batteries to be used, those everywhere run down, we've never had to use the backup batteries yet. And we'll talk more about these things and many others right after the break. Satan's armies come to kill. This is war. Satan's army roams the land, seeking souls of fallen men. Could your family survive a food shortage of two weeks to six months or more? Sound far-fetched? The Department of Homeland Defense and your local Office of Emergency Services are already suggesting at least two weeks' worth of food and water. Do you really think that's long enough? We have enemies who have sworn to attack us using nuclear, chemical, or biological weapons. Add this to the ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse, and you have a recipe for disaster. The answer is the supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods were designed for the space program, have gone to the moon, and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. We carry such things as freeze-dried chicken, hamburger patties, pork chops, cottage cheese, and freeze-dried compressed peas. Contact the freeze-dried guy by emailing him at fdg at freeze-dryguy.com or call him at 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-3663. Call today. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition. 
competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30-day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. Extend your life with Extendivite. Extendivite is a 7-herb heart protection cocktail designed to support cardiovascular health, blood pressure, and cholesterol levels. February is Heart Month, and we at Heart Drop 2000 are having our Heart Month sale with prices from six years ago starting now until February 28th. You can purchase a four-month supply of either capsules or liquid for only $125, including shipping and handling. To help you, help yourself. So call now to take advantage of this one-time offer. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 